Hello, everyone. Um, I just wanted to, uh, ooh, holy cow, I don't even know where to start. Um, yeah, so I wanted to give everyone an update on where my current court case is at. I mean, this has been, you know, something I, I you know, obtained a lawyer, I um, paid a retainer fee, you know, probably, you know, the summer of 2020, I want to say, right around. Um, and maybe even before that, actually, but, uh, yeah, then COVID happened. So I think it was, you know, the retainer fee was paid and then COVID kind of, you know, pumped the brakes on, on everything that was happening, uh, back in, in March. Um, that's when I lost, uh, visitation from my children, but, um, because of COVID, um, and because the narcissist in my life was using everything um, at her disposal to keep me from the kids, you know, um, or, you know, parental alienation, um, she was able to kind of alienate me, um, isolate me from the children due to COVID restrictions because at the time I had a roommate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, fast forward, um, you know, finally able to um, start everything, <clears throat> served her with papers, you know, back in, in December, um, I, uh, filed my formal complaints against her, um, and court was supposed to start Tuesday, which, which it did. Um, so I did have our first court appearance on Tuesday. Um, and, uh, there's just a lot of really interesting developments that, that happened. Um, she obtained a lawyer. Um, she also started a GoFundMe page to obtain the lawyer where she smeared my name. Um, on her social media accounts, she ended up raising almost $3,000, 2800 somewhere around there um, for um, obtaining a lawyer. Um, and then the lawyer submitted her paperwork, but it was late. Um, so the judge did not hear her complaints. Um, her complaints were kind of what you would expect from a narcissist, but you never really know how it's going to, um, you never know how it's going to appear. You never know how it's going to, you know, actually translate into what they're doing. I knew that she was going to try to pull some stuff, um, you know, any kind of emotional thing, any kind of leverage she could to make herself look like a victim I was sure she was going to pull it out and, and she really pulled it out. So, um, I have about a list of, uh, you know, 35 pages of complaints, about 91 individual complaints against me that now, um, I am kind of creating rebuttals for, for the next hearing, which is, uh, scheduled for February 19th. Um, so, I don't know if we're going to need it. Um, we did get her to agree to giving me my visitation back. Um, she did move out of the marital house um, into a different home. So because of that, the marital home has been, you know, unoccupied, but she has been kind of using it as a storage unit for the basement and the garage, um, which has been a point of emphasis um, with me telling her, asking her to move her stuff out so I could have my visitation back and her, you know, claiming that, um, she didn't have to. 
um, and that the majority of the house was available for me. Problem there is, you know, during my time with the children, I don't want her to show up unannounced. I don't want her to feel um, entitled to going into the house because her stuff is in the house um, and really interrupting and creating chaos during my time with them. Um, not only that, um, my lawyer insisted upon me not doing so because if, if any of her items that were in the basement were either lost, stolen, damaged, um, or the likes, then, then I would be held liable for that. Um, and she could start claiming falsehoods against me, um, damaging her property. Um, and then, you know, essentially create whatever number she wanted to and try to get that honored. Um, so I was not entering the house. So, um, all these things that she's, you know, claiming, you know, it's down there, it's down there, it's down there. Now, all of a sudden, you know, she's singing a different tune and she's just, you know, completely saying that she doesn't have anything in the basement that's hers and she doesn't understand what the problem is, you know, but I, I, I do have documentation of all, you know, all the conversations of the back and forth, the back and forth. Um, so now, um, you know, the, the judge did honor that I can have my visitation back. So now we're just working on the paperwork, uh, for my lawyer. I just left my lawyer's office. I've got to read over, um, the statement. So hopefully by next week, um, I'll have my two days back with my, my, kiddos. So that's huge. Um, as far as her, um, you know, part of her stipulation is, you know, I, I, there, there's a lot of, uh, targeted things towards me to try to, um, isolate me again, um, limit my, what I am able to do with my kids. Um, you know, she wants me to not be around any other adults with the children or children, no children, no adults around me during visitation. Um, you know, which I mean, theoretically I can't take them to a park, to a grocery store, um, nowhere. Um, even going for a walk, I could run into another adult. You know, there's not really a lot of, um, clarification on that. Um, but it is, you know, definitely targeted at my, uh, at my partner, which, I will definitely get into more detail on, on a different episode um, when I come to that part of my, my other stories, but uh, it's definitely a targeted attack. Um, again, it's, it's uh, you know, narcissists want control. Narcissists need control. They need to monitor. They need to, to know your every move. They need to control the children. They need to control their, their train of thought. They need to be relied upon. They need, you know, ultimate power. Um, and to be on a pedestal, um, and, you know, all powerful, all knowing, um, but they're also the always victim. Um, and there's always somebody bringing them down. Um, I think it's going to be me for a long time. You know, I, I have fantasized about her moving on and, you know, that victimhood being, you know, placed on someone else. Um, just out of, you know, just anger, you know, there's, there's a lot of PTSD that comes along with this type of stuff, but I don't fantasize about her meeting anyone else. I, I don't, I, I really, I feel sorry for anyone that ever gets involved with her. It's, it's scary.
Um, I don't want anybody else to have to go through the pains that I'm, that I'm going through. <sighs> so, um, yeah, as far as the court stuff goes, you know, court was actually pretty quick. Um, you know, she, um, because her stuff, you know, she's claiming there's no stuff in the basement now. So whatever's in the basement, I can just handle, I can just take care of it. Whatever it is, I can take care of it. So I can, I can move in as soon as these paperworks are all agreed upon. Um, which is great. Um, maintenance and child support isn't really changing. Um, the way I'm paying it on a weekly basis is changing a little bit, but, um, you know, as far as the actual finality of, of how much I'm paying, um, I'm pretty much going to break even there. So I did the right thing about a year ago when I essentially forced her into, um, giving her less money because she was taking, you know, about 75 to 85% of my, um, actual paycheck. Uh, I, I barely had enough money to pay rent and put gas in my car, much less feed myself because all my money was going to her. All my time was going to her. Um, she wasn't allowing me to bring the kids back to the house and all kinds of other stuff. So I did implement, um, some boundaries back in January of 2020, um, to, um, kind of, you know, shed some finances pull them away from her, which, which I thought was fair. And I used state calculators to do so. There are, um, tools for New York state anyway. I'm sure if you live in other states and you might be going through this and you haven't taken it through the court process and you're being financially abused, um, there's, you know, different ways to base your income and what your, um, spousal and child support should be, um, maintenance, um, you know, and you can go in there and kind of calculate how much you're, you're actually spending versus, you know, how much you should be spending. Um, really helpful and kind of, you know, this is what the law would require me to do. So this is what I'm going to do, you know, and, and narcissists typically don't want to go to court anyway. Um, because especially if they're getting what they want, if they're getting what they want, they'll never take you to court because they're just going to railroad you, guilt you, shame you. Um, make you feel like if you go to court, you're, you're, you know, you're going to lose, you're going to be screwed. Um, I don't know how many times I've, I've heard that, you know, just blatant, um, lies, you know, if you take me to court, you're never going to see your kids. If you take me to court, you know, name, you name it, I've probably heard it. Um, but luckily I did my own research. Luckily I've been, um, empowering myself with the help of my support system, you know, mainly my sister and my partner, um, who have been, you know, out of this world supportive and, and useful and, and the ideas and the tools and the, and the courage and the strength, you know, that they provided me with and, and, you know, kind of really pulled me out of that, you know, PTSD, um, <laughs> victim, mentality that I'd kind of, you know, had been casting a shadow over me and the depression and everything else that I've been feeling, which, you know, is hard. Um, still there. Um, there's still, you know, quick triggers that can, can send me into, um, feeling angry and, you know, it's typically fight or flight. And, you know, my instinct at this point is to flight. <laughs> I'll run, I'll run away. Um, I'm working on that. Um, I'd rather run away than say something out of anger, but, yeah. So the courts, the courts, the courts, oh man. Um, 91, 91 things. I spent eight hours yesterday typing up rebuttals to the complaints against me 
And I mean, it's like she read over the um, order of protection I had placed against her. And she basically just utilized that into creating and formulating the reason why she should have an order of protection against me and not me having an order of protection against her. Um, she started making accusations of timelines, which were pretty accurate. The timelines were accurate. Um, you know, the fact that fights did occur were accurate um, in her complaints, but the actual substance was essentially flipped. Um, everything that was said, there's, there's no documentation to back up any of these complaints. Not one, not one exhibit was given. Um, you know, one of the exhibits that I introduced was, was an argument, a fight where um, she punched me in the face, I had bloody lip, um, she pulled my hair, um, took chunks of my hair out, um, scratched my arms, bit my arms. I have pictures of all of it. I uh, ended up um, against, you know, begrudgingly went to the police station and, and filed a, an actual report. Um, didn't press charges, but I wanted it on paper. I wanted to file a report about it. Um, so apparently um, now she's saying that um, any markings that I have were out of self-defense from me attacking her, from me placing my forearm on her throat. <clears throat> um, apparently a new one is, is that I was spitting on her. Um, every single fight that occurs through the complaint, she's saying that I, I spit on her, which has never been a complaint that she's, she's never said that before. Um, but it does say that in the uh, order of protection against her, it talks about no spitting, no choking, which she's never complained. She's never said that I spit on her. She never said that I um, choked her. Um, all these, all these, you know, power words. These, these phrases. It's like you know, it's like they absorb them. They catch on to these words, and they regurgitate them and and make it part of their new narrative. But there's no facts. There's no backing it up. Um, a lot of that uh, order of protection was about um, sexual assault. Um, so now, um, apparently, our firstborn child, um, I raped her. Um, according to her, that it was um, non-consensual sex when we um, birthed our first child. Um, so she got impregnated and um, <clears throat> non-consensually. So that's a new one I've never heard. Um, again, no proof to back that up in any way. I mean, that was 2007. There's no documentation. There's no, uh, there's no anything. It's just kind of words um, that I think that she's just trying to pull at the heartstrings of a, of a judge. Um, it's hard because she does pull a lot of things also from current events and things that are happening in the world and different movements that might be happening, um, you know, throughout the year. She's kind of changed her dialogue. Um, you know, to kind of be more culturally appropriated, you know, appropriate, um, depending on what it might be, as long as it suits her. Um, you know, and I think with um, her, her lawyer being female, um, the judge is female, and I'm, I'm feeling um, that she's really trying to play that, that card. Um, although she claims to be a non-binary gender, which means she doesn't, relate to male or female at the same time she is female you know genetically um she was born female so so therefore i think that she's you know she's playing to her strengths and weaknesses no matter what it is um 
even using the terminology that she used by putting my arm across her throat and holding her down on the ground, um, the way it was worded and descriptive reminded me very much of the way that the George Floyd incident happened. Um, it's almost like she pulls these things out of thin air, but really if you start to dig into it, it's pulling it out of, you know, you know, either, either words she's read or things that have happened. Um, and it's really disturbing when you really start, if you've dealt with anybody like this, if you've had to go through court with anybody like this, um, you know what I'm saying. And it almost makes you feel like you're going crazy when you're reading over all these complaints. Um, <clears throat> if I didn't have things documented, um, you know, the whole thing was a giant gaslight job. I mean, you know, if you're unfamiliar with gaslighting, it's essentially just changing the facts to fit your narrative and manipulating the truths, um, you know, and, and, and elaborating these elaborate fairy tales of, of what actually happened um, pathologically, uh, you know, pathological liar. Uh, it's just, it's just, you know, you take minor facts where it's like, oh, okay, this makes sense, you know, and then they just twist a little bit around towards like it still seems believable it's not like it's so far-fetched that it's that it's unbelievable it's not over the rainbow here um so so unfortunately now you know she's attacked me from so many different angles this is what narcissists do it, it gives you you know brain fog it gives you all these things you have to respond to all these things you have to um, defend yourself on that you forget to actually you know sometimes one can get lost in the facts but when it comes to courts, it's very clear after that first hearing that the, the, the judge doesn't want to hear this. The judge wants no part of this. I mean, 35 pages of just complaints. Um, so I'm going to write my list of complaints, um, give them to my lawyer, um, not complaints, my rebuttals to her complaints, and basically give the real stories and, and multiple stories that are in there. I actually have um, documentation to back up my story. Um, audio clips, um, the day that I left her, um, you know, she likes to use the terminology abandonment, abandonment, abandonment. She's constantly claiming that I abandoned her multiple times when in reality it's, it's, you know, she had attacked me and I tried to escape, but since she had me so isolated and I moved across the country, I don't have family. I don't have a support system. You know, I'm, I'm able to leave for certain periods of time in temporary housing situations with, with coworkers that'll let me crash on a couch. But, you know, financially, she's taken so much from me and she's guilted me so much that I want to give my kids everything. And she makes me feel like I, I you know, she feels like she deserves everything. Um, and I was so weak, my, not weak, but just beaten down and, and, and manipulated and brainwashed to agree to where, you know, here, take my money, shut the hell up, like, leave me alone. I'll take care of my kids. I'm not a band, you know, I never abandoned my children, but the, the dialogue and repetitive, repetitive talk of creating this story um you know and you say things so often so much it just you know it can become fact it can become factual when people are listening to these stories i mean it's very similar i mean the comparison's clear you know with donald trump for instance fake news fake news fake news um media 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 um you know they every legal vote, every legal vote, every legal vote, you know, to where it's like, it, it's like on repeat to where then, you know, the followers kind of say the same thing. It's like they believe it, but there's no facts to, to, to back things up. Uh, it's the same with any narcissist. Um, you know, she's claimed my girl, 
friend is my fake family. My partner's my fake family. She doesn't refer to her by her name. She refuses to. Um, it's always fake family, fake family, fake family, or third party. Um, uninvolved, uninformed third party. Third party. No third parties. Um, you know, so it's very much dehumanizing um, my partner and making her beneath um, my, my partner beneath my, my narcissist, you know, in, in her eyes. So it's, it's all games. It's all, um, it's very dangerous. Um, you know, the, the, the way she speaks and it can, and if you're not aware of it, you know, it's, it, it's crazy. So, um, so now I've got to, you know, repetitively repeat myself to every single document here saying, you know, there was no abandonment every time I left was due to an attack. Um, and some of these I have proof for the day I left her, she says that I was ripping, um, tried to rip my younger son out of her arms. I actually had that on recording. There was, there was, you know, and I actually, um, said in the recording, you know, well, why don't I just take them now? You know, because her mother said, bring the kids over to the house because my, my ex was in such a rage and was screaming and saying she was going to kill herself and saying she was worthless and started going into this like almost uh psychosomatic, like uh, panicky, um, you know, she was in her own head, just screaming, just screaming at the top of her lungs. Nothing could stop her. The kids were crying. I was holding them in my arms and she was just, you know, screaming, saying I'm a worthless piece of shit. And like, you know, started punching herself in the head, stomping on the ground, saying she should kill herself, that the kids don't love her, that she's an unlovable piece of shit. Like these are the things she was saying and screaming them. And nobody wants me. I'm worthless. It was, it was, um, it was very intense, um, but it's all recorded, you know, and then her recollection is I was trying to rip Wolf out of her arms and still my children. That's my son's name, which I probably shouldn't have said that, but that's okay. Um, you know, so yeah, so there's, there's no, there's no, um, there's no like, and there's nothing that's off limits with, with a narcissist. And if you're about to go through court, um, you need to document everything because all these things are going to come up. Turn on the audio recorder on your phone. Record. If they're cornering you, turn on your phone. Open up your phone. Put it on camera. You know, even if you don't actually record, you pull that phone out, they instantly change. Um, if you can catch them in a recording to where they're being intimidating, blocking you in a doorway, they'll walk away. And if you catch that, you know, and you catch that enough times and you catch that same pattern of behavior, that same pattern of behavior, when it comes to the courts and the proof, um, you can start, ex you know, pushing these exhibits in there to really start to show the, the, um, the true character, the patterns, all these things add up, all the stories align with the documentation, which is what I have on my side. She doesn't know what I have. She doesn't know how much I have. Um, but I do know that the, within the 91 complaints, she didn't have one shred of evidence against me other than words. And then when she, her reasoning for it was that she was too scared to do so. But the documents that I have really prove the opposite of her being a scared, intimidated, um, little flower, really. It's, it's more the, the opposite. She's the intimidator. She's, um, the instigator. Um, she's aggressive, um, you know, and I've, I've got to really drill home um, all of this, even the, the 
parental alienation. Even when I had the kids, she needed to speak to them every night. She forced me to let them speak to her every night, which is now what she's trying to do in these documentations, these, these court orders. She's trying to, um, make it mandatory that the kids call her every evening at 7 PM. Um, what really happens is she's trying to turn my children into, to little spies. Hey, how was your day? What did you do? What about this? What about that? So then she can turn around, put me on the phone and say, why are you letting them you know, do this. Why, why, why didn't they eat it at one? Why did they eat it two? Why did, you know, they need to, they need to do this at this time. They need to do this. They need to do that. Why haven't they brushed their teeth yet? Um, they're going to brush their teeth, just little petty things that, that get you off. And then you, and then you, you feel flustered. You feel like you have to answer to these things. Um, you know, but if you don't let them speak to her, then the next thing, you know, he or she, I guess, um, will start reprimanding you. And I demand to speak. That's my right. I should be able to speak to my kids whenever I want. And on the surface, yeah, you should be able to speak to your kids whenever you want. Um, but for somebody that's unstable and is doing so consistent patterns to, um, instigate arguments, um, that don't need to be had, um, treat essentially is treating me like a babysitter, um, which I am not, I'm the other parent. And, you know, she doesn't have that ability to control what I do and what I don't do when I'm with my kids. And that's what she wants. She wants that ability to, you know, if she knows where I am, if she knows how the day went, she knows what she needs to do to counter that, to control that. Um, and that's what she wants still. Um, even through this court thing, she needs them to call her every evening at 7 p.m. while they're with me. No. No, I'm fighting that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to, I'm putting my foot down. Um, you know, hopefully the judge will hear it out and, and I'll, I'll get that. Um, at this point, it's a temporary one. Um, so for the temporary one, just to make the pattern and the process go a little bit quicker, I did agree to um, seven or 15 minutes because she would um, control the time and end up speaking to the children when they didn't want to speak to her in the past for, you know, an hour, two hours totally ruining my entire evening with the kids when we were going to sit down, eat dinner, watch a movie, whatever we were going to do, read a book. Um, I wasn't able to do that because she would basically just kind of overrule and, 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 and take up all the time. Um, she's not going to be able to do that now. Um, so if she does call, it has to be for 15 minutes and I'm, and I'm, I'm cutting it at that point. Um, so that's a temporary, um, restriction that I would agree to for now, but going forward, um, I want that stricken. So I, I mean, it's crazy. I found so much strength through this whole thing. Um, and I think a big part of it is because I found a strong security, um, sense of, of, um, strength in, um, the people around me. Um, I found a lot of courage and strength that I never had before. My voice is back. It's stronger. Um, looking over what her complaints are, um, and knowing that I, I have the documentation to back it up. You know, I, I listen to a lot of um, podcasts, a lot of books um, I recommend doing. So if you're about to go through this, document everything, like legitimately. Do not speak on the phone unless you've got it on, on a recording. Um, do not, um, you know, block them from being able to call you. Block them from being able to text message you. Email only, strictly email. Um, everything's re recorded. Everything's reported. Um, it will benefit you so much when you start to dig into it and you start to look in the psychology behind it. You can start to really create 
the monster that they try to hide. Um, and it's, it's uh, empowering. So I feel really good right now. Um, I'm stressed, super stressed. Um, there's a lot of finances that are adding up and they're calculating up really fast. Um, but <clears throat> it's going to be worth it. You know, I'm going to have my kids back. That's, that's what it's worth to me. You know, they need some stability, um, away from the chaos that, that is, you know, a controlling narcissistic, um, parent. Um, they need to know that they have a place where they can feel safe and loved and relax because it's just, it's, it's, it's a lot, um, for a child, um, so I'm happy that I'm going to have that time back with them to really um, try to, you know, let them, give them the ability to kind of unwind a little bit and just feel safe and secure. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's my report for now. Uh, I've got another court case coming up, but I know there's more documents and everything that, that are, you know, pushing through every day. I got another one for my lawyer I still haven't read today, and I've got you know, another 75 complaints almost to go through or whatever it is. I, mean, I answered to 25 of them. I got 91 altogether. So yeah, 64 complaints. I can't math right now. My brain is shot, but I haven't updated anybody uh, recently um, on what's going on. But uh, yeah, I hope that this uh, is, if you're about to go through this, I hope that this information is helpful um, or even hopeful um, you know, and I'm going to keep everyone updated on how this goes. Um, and also if you, if you have already gone through this and you're already out of it and you're still healing, um, congrats to you. Hopefully, uh, everything's working out. Um, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Signing off for now. Um, have a good day. Stay positive.